We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He's got it. Back to pass. Looking left. Rolling. It is caught. It's at the five. Diving into the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Yo, what is going on? Thank you for coming back to the Pride Podcast. I am Malcolm. I am with the Detroit Lions video page. Today we have, you guys want to introduce yourself? I'm Tyler, also known as Lions Nation. I'm Pierre, also known as Detroit Lions fan page. All right, and guys, um, again, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to episode four of the Pride Podcast. Today we actually have, we're actually going to talk about that Thanksgiving disaster that happened on Thanksgiving. Um, usually, um, either myself or Pierre starts it off, but we want to start off with you, uh, Tyler. How, how do you see that game? What right. happened? Let's let's get started into the Thanksgiving disaster. Uh, Lions made Chase Daniels look like a MVP quarterback on Thursday. Um, my thing, the biggest problem with the game was it was a bit of everyone. It was not pinned on one person this game, but personally, um, the play call was kind of dry. I mean, you know, adjustments, but I mean, Bears, you know, defense is legit. Like I said in the last podcast, I thought this would be a low-scoring game, and the Bears proved that their defense is legit. And, um, you know, one turnover, you know, to make, a, you know, get some points, you know, was a big difference for the Bears. And, you know, how they won the game and, you know, Lions had the chance at the end of the game and um, Stafford wasn't on his A game. Um, but, I mean, no one really was on their A game. What do you think, Pierre? Um, I think they helped their uh, offensive line, I mean, their D line in check. The O line played decent, you know. It wasn't their best game, but they played decent. They opened up running lanes for Blunt. I thought the running game did well. They protected Stafford, but on defense, they just got destroyed. They destroyed our, uh, yeah, Chase Daniel looking like Tom Brady throwing darts. They said MVP. He looked like an MVP on Thursday. They started with man, and then they played zone, and their zone also got So this team has problems. What do you think, Malcolm? Um, I don't really know where to start, to be honest, because they just played. I think, honestly, I think they played well enough to win the game. But I think that the, those key mistakes, I think, cost them the game. Even with, I mean, the play calling was, like I, like I said, the play calling was better from what I've seen. Um, and they actually executed a game plan that I thought would work against the Bears, which is that short pass game. 
I didn't know we were able to have a run game going into this game, but Garrett Blunt did a good job in that second half. I don't think the team had faith in him in that first half, though, because there was some plays on third and one where, you know, Blunt is there for that third and one play, you know, to, to just pound them in there to get that one yard, and then they went, they, they tried to pass it. So I don't think they really 100% have faith in him at the beginning of the game, but toward the second half, you know, the Garrett Blunt got going, and they honestly, even though we didn't get the result that we wanted, I think they played well enough to win the game. Hey, let's give a shout out to LeGarrette Blunt after, you know, you know, giving some tough criticism on episode three. He had a tough first half, but I mean, he really uh, regrouped himself. Thing got 88 rushing yards, two touchdowns. He played a really good game. Um, so big shout out to LeGarrette Blunt. But uh, I, I don't know. What do you have to say, Pierre? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what to say. It's like, let's talk about some positives in this game. Shout out to the Lions run defense. 15 carries for only 38 yards, longer 10 and 2.5 average. Um, they like, they held Allen Robinson in check, you know, Slay held him in check. He had two catches for 37 yards. Their tight end, Trey Burton had four catches for 28. So those are like my biggest concerns. But like, I mean, if you look at it, Chase Daniel still threw for like two touchdowns. Who, who had one? It was, uh, I think it was Anthony Miller and Tariq Cohen. No, it was Mizell on, uh, Quandre Diggs. Oh yeah. My bad. I thought it was Cohen. Yeah. But, uh, oh, I thought like. Our plan was pretty good, but offensively, man, they were just a mess. Like, Kenny Galladay only had one catch in the, after, like, the second half, which I mean, after the first half, which is a disaster. You got to get him involved, man. I mean, defense, true. defense played well enough to win this game, only giving up, I believe, 16 points. I mean, like I've said in previous podcasts before, I've said since the acquired Snacks Harrison, the run defense has been very solid. I mean... No running back has really killed us. I mean, exclude probably the Seattle game where it was Snacks' first game, and you know, as a lion. But I mean, I you look back the previous weeks, this run defense is starting to look legit. Um, having Ashawn Robinson back there was pretty nice. Um, because he missed the Carolina game, but I mean, offense was just horrendous on Thursday. I don't know how to explain. It. I mean, they the run game wasn't there in the first half, and you know. They've they've shown since you know when they could have a run game they could be a very effective team but it just seemed like I don't know they couldn't get clicking I don't know what was going on I mean they couldn't get they tried to get Galladay more involved and Galladay had an alright game but I mean it seemed like he was like the only real weapon they had that game I mean no one else was getting involved I mean they tried to get Michael Roberts involved they tried to get you know Bruce Ellington a few I mean T.J. Jones whatever but I don't know what's going on I mean this offense just looks like Malcolm saying, it was not a bad game plan. You know, the game plan was not bad. You know, get short passes. I mean, that's a it was a key way to win without, you know, a lot of your key players out like Carryon Johnson and Marvin Jones. So you know, getting short passes is not a bad idea. But it just, I don't know. It, they couldn't execute it. Stafford wasn't on his A game. I I don't know how to explain it. I mean, they had a good game plan going into the game. Like Malcolm said, they had the game plan to win a game. It's just I don't know how to explain it. They just playing out. You know, didn't execute it, and you know they lost. I don't know. Yeah, the thing is, I mean, the Bears. I mean, they're they're top, probably the best defense in the NFL right now. Yeah, they're know? very good. So, I mean, so their game plan, the short game. If you look how the Packers beat them, how the Packers came back in that second that second half. You look out how Miami beat them. They beat them by the short game. I mean, yeah. the only difference between the only difference between us and them 
is that when they got those short passes, they were able to make a lot of yards at the catch. Exactly. They were able to go 70 yards and get a touchdown. We didn't We didn't have that. We didn't um, have that one big play. We, it, yeah, that was, that was a difference. And then, I mean, that Stafford interception, I mean, I love Stafford. You know, anybody that knows me know that that is my quarterback. But – very true. I confirmed that. I confirmed. Yeah, definitely. That's my quarterback. You know, I'm going to ride Stafford until I can't ride him no more. But, I mean, that, that was that, – that first interception, that pick six was on Stafford. Uh, there, there's no way other – no way around it. Um, he looked at his receiver the whole time. Eddie Jackson just read it perfectly, jumped around, and got the pick six, which I think sealed the game. I think between – Going for going for that two point conversion when I don't think we needed to, we should just kick the field goal, and then we would have been up by one. And in the pick six, I think that 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 calls our demise, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Also, I, okay, you guys kind of liked him about Twitter's game, but I don't really like it that much because, like, I don't know. He, you have Stafford; you have to like launch that arm. It took him to the second half to throw one pass over twenty yards. That's unacceptable. I don't care if it's like. I don't care who's out there. You got Stafford. Run someone on the nine route. Andy Jones, he's fast. D.D. Jones, fast. Gallagher, do something different. Like, you can't just run slants all game and expect that you to succeed. You won't succeed like that in this league. Yeah, that's, that's true. But I think it all depends on the matchup as well. Exactly. The Bears have a, really, they have a really, really, really good pass rush. That The reason why we went with the short game because they can't give Stafford more than two seconds in that pocket. Stafford got to count two or three, and he got to launch that ball. That's what caused that pick because when when they blitzed Stafford, you know, after two seconds, he just launched it at at, um, Michael Roberts. And I don't think he's seen Eddie Jackson, you know, running down to jump that route. But you kind of have to with that pass rush because you got Camille. You got got Mack over there. You got Hicks. Hicks, I mean, Leonard it's, Floyd. It's really hard to it's really hard to drop back and and launch the ball deep if you don't have any like guys that's like that runs a four three that could get down the field in three four seconds. It's and not you, that. Yeah, you don't have the time to throw it all. You, you saw when we played Chicago a few weeks back in Chicago. You know, sacks. They, try, they try to you know get the deep ball going, but they couldn't because they had no time. Six sacks exactly. I mean, I don't think this offensive line. Playing now could you know deal with this Chicago Bears defensive line. This def- this Chicago Bears defense is probably like Malcolm said, probably the one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, I mean they have really no holes. I mean they have good secondary. They got good linebackers. They got a great defensive line. It's, there's not many holes to you know to explore. It and you know Kenny Gallagher. It's it's tough. To, you know you want to throw it up because Stafford has a top ten arm in the league. You want to use it, but it's, you know. Top five, top five. I mean, but yeah. let's be honest, though. Like, even with Carolina, though, they didn't really leash that arm. They started off conservative. Yeah. They had the same game plan. Even for Seattle, they didn't really leash, unleash that arm. They haven't done that. Well, that that I'll fall on, you know, the play calling. But I this game is a little different to me. Uh, I agree with the Carolina game and Seattle game. You got to take more shots downfield, especially when you had you know, Seattle. Especially game. Yeah, Marvin Jones, Golden Tate that game, and Kenny Galladay. I mean, that game's unexcusable. That falls on play calling. And uh, But just this Chicago Bears game itself, I can't really fault the team for not throwing the ball deep. I mean, it, you know, you want to because you want to use Stafford's top, you know, top five arm, you know. Uh, but it's, you know, it's tough when, uh, 
you know, this Bears defense is that good. Yeah, I mean, like I said, man, I think we only lost by we only lost by touchdown. So yeah, it, it, we definitely did enough to win the game. It was just those there was a lot of mistakes. The interceptions were mistakes. I think going for two was a mistake. I think those mistakes just cost us the game. I mean, like I was saying, I mean, this team is, uh, I mean, the Chicago Bears team is just definitely just a better team than us. I mean, plain out simple, they're a better team than us. They're better coached. They're better. They have better, you know, more talent. We just don't have the pure talent. Like I said in a few podcasts before, this team is just not good enough. Yet. They're not... I mean, they have they have a lot of holes in the season. Calling, they played a very good Chicago Bears team, but I just don't think this team is good enough yet. I don't know. I agree. I think we have like massive holes they have to fix. And I mean, you look you look at the roster. They need a tight end. They need another receiver. They need a right guard. And then defensively, they need everything. So, mm-hmm. so this team playing out is just not good enough. And I think honestly. I said opening the podcast in episode three after the Lions beat the Panthers to keep them slim playoff hopes alive, and um, you know, like I said, I, I after that Minnesota game, I just kind of took a hard look at this team and just saw this team. You know, it was tough for us to kind of like look at it because you know we want to be excited about this team and be high on them this year. But like I said, I just don't think they're good enough this year. They have a lot of holes, and you know, it's it's tough. You know, they have to do better adjusting this offseason. You know, they got a lot of cap and draft picks to do it. That is true. They have like nine or seven draft picks. They'll have like 50 mil plus in cap space. So we'll see what they do. Exactly. I actually want to address something. Um, a lot of questions that a lot of people have been asking. Um, is the Lions tanking? What do you guys think on that? Do you guys think they're giving up on the season? They just put Marvin Jones on IR. Um, what do you guys think on that, man? I don't think they're tanking, but like I don't think they want to risk their players' health going into next year. I agree. I think uh, this is more of a move where this team, like I said, is just not. You know, this season's you know essentially basically over. They don't want to really risk any long-term injuries. I believe. I mean, we'll see. I guess more reports on what Marvin Jones, if you know, he needs surgery or not. But let's say he doesn't have surgery and they just play some on IR. I'm just kind of going with this that they kind of gave up on the season. I don't essentially call it a tank. I still think the players will play really hard. You know, they're going to try to win the game, obviously. But um, I don't know. It's tough. I wouldn't essentially call it a tank, but I wouldn't essentially call it a – they think they're still good enough to make the playoffs, I guess you could say. A lot of these guys are also playing for an extra because Roberts, he hasn't looked good. He's been injured when he's out there. I mean, he's looked all right, but, like, this week he looked bad. You know, you got some one-year guys playing. You got Bruce Ellington. Is he going to make the team? You got Powell. I mean, you got a lot of guys who are showing off film for next year, either for this team or another team. So I don't think they're tanking. I don't think I believe in tanking. Like I said, I think they'll be uh, competitive in all these remaining five games left. I just don't think they're a good enough team. Or they'll, you know, they're going to lose some of these guys, I believe. I mean, they got LA Rams. You got two straight road games in Arizona and Buffalo. I mean, not very good teams, but I mean. We're not very good either, so Buffalo's I would. That's what I'm saying. It's in there. Buffalo could be a trap game, man. Their defense is loaded, guys. Their defense is really good. Patriots had trouble scoring against them. Honestly, I'm not lying. So I wouldn't. Buffalo's good. Buffalo's I a good team. I wouldn't be surprised if we dropped one of those two games in Buffalo, Arizona, then Minnesota at home, and then Green Bay at Lambeau. I mean, it's not an easy, tough. I mean, it's a tough five games left of the schedule. 
So, like I said, I think they'll be competitive. They're going to try to win the games, but I just don't know if their team is good enough to win those games, I guess you could say. If that makes sense. Injuries happen, so we'll see what – I mean, we, we just lost the TPs, Marvin Jones. We'll see if Agnew comes back. I mean, I don't know if he will. Carry on. Lost. Carry on. Come, yeah, carry on coming back be huge, but, like, you want to risk him getting hurt? Exactly. I don't know. All right, what's the next topic we got? All right, let's talk about uh, your boy, Tyler. Who's my boy? Your oopsie doopsie. Oh, my oopsie doopsie of the week. Alright. If you guys didn't hear in the last episode, we have a new segment called Oopsie Doopsie of the Week. And last week of the Oopsie Doopsie of the Week was LeGarrette Blunt with, um, I believe, six or seven carries with a nice buck one yard. So, uh, But he had 88 yards today, so he's not the Oopsie Doopsie of the Week. This week, it will go to another offensive player. It will not be in the running back position. But it won't be Stafford either. It will be number 80, tight end, Michael Roberts. Um, The reason reason why Michael Roberts earned himself crown oopsie-doopsie today is because a very lazy play in Stafford's second interception in the end zone to Kyle Fuller. Uh, Very lazy play. Like I've said, uh, I don't think it was a very great throw by Stafford. I thought it was a bit overthrown. But I think a guy like Michael Roberts should make a play on that and, you know, try to break up the pass, keep the game alive. And um, so that's why Michael Roberts deserves to be Mr. Oopsie Doopsie of the week. I agree. I have nothing against that. Who, uh, who, six, six targets, six targets through exceptions, uh, 16 yards, uh, jog, jogging on that on that last route. Yeah, he yeah. definitely deserved to be Oopsie and Doopsie of the week. Okay. All right, guys. So last week. LeGarrette Blount had seven carries for a whopping one yard. We're like, holy shit, this guy is done. He was the first half. I said he was done. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I said it too. Or, yeah, I said it too, but I was like, you got to respect him. And then this guy, like, he decides to, like, wake up somehow, somewhere. He had 18 carries for 88 yards and two touchdowns. He was running over guys. So that's my baller of the week. Me and Malcolm came to the solution is uh, why LeGarrette Blount to start balling on the second, second half of the game. Because uh, we're assuming one of the you know players on the team you know showed him the podcast and saw look at like God I had one yard last game and these guys are hoeing on me right now and then he's like you know what it's Thanksgiving let me give him a good Thanksgiving let me prove him wrong and me and Malcolm have came to the solution that uh, Ligarde Blunt has listened to the Pride podcast and he was embarrassed. Yep, 100%. He listens to this podcast. For sure. <laughs> so, Blunt, Blunt was embarrassed by the Pride podcast. So, if you guys want to give anyone credit, first of all, give credit to Laguerre Blunt, and then second, give it to us, because, you know, we made fun of him, and it, and it gave him motivation. Either that, or he drank protein during the halftime, or did something, because he went in a time machine and, and went back to that old Aguirre Blunt that everybody that everybody loves, man. That that power runner that, you know, just hit the hole and just run, you know. That, that was the thing with us, man, was he wasn't hitting the hole. He was, he was like, stopping. But, yeah, he balled out. So that's my baller of the week. I know he that's for sure proved up. me and Malcolm wrong, right? <laughs> Would you agree? He sure, did. he sure did because that first half, I was like, Three, three carries, four yards. What the hell is going on? <laughs> and we uh, we were even making a joke. We're like, uh oh, he's gonna get two weeks in a row oopsie doopsie in the week. Uh, we thought but, I was gonna retain this time. But he went from oopsie doopsie to ball of the week real quick. But um, you guys wanted to talk about the Rams now. We got the 
10 and 1 LA Rams coming to Ford Field. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Versus the 4 and 7 Detroit Lions oh, without God. Marvin Jones and oh, potentially oh. well carry on Johnson. Oh, God. <laughs> all, right, all right, guys. So we have Namkin Sue coming for revenge. You know, he wants to sack Stafford. Like, that's, that's oh, on his like, oh. tech list, to do list. And then you have Aaron Donald coming to town, right? Oh, yeah. God. And on the other side of the ball, you got Gurley and Golf and that. Oh. And that. Robert Woods. Let's oh. <laughs> right, right. so enough of like the little introduction. Let's actually talk about this game. If we get top Todd Gurley, and I really mean it, it's going to be tough. Even though our running is improved, we get top Todd Gurley, we could win this game. The Saints stopped the Rams running the ball, they won that game. What do you and like, yeah. like, like I've said, I'm going to mention again, I've said it earlier in the Pride podcast. I said, you, since we've acquired Snags Harrison, no running back has really killed us, exclude the Seattle game. I, I mean, this is, I said it was a real test for the Panthers when Christian McCaffrey came around in town. He didn't do much for us in the run game. Um, I mean, we versed talented running backs like Tariq Cohen, uh, Jordan Howard, Delvin Cook, uh, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, we versed talented backs. But, I mean, this is going to be a real good test for the Lions to see if they could, you know, contain Todd Gurley from running all over them. You know, would I be surprised if they kill us in the passing game with Todd Gurley and other, you know, their other receivers like Robert Wood and uh, whoever else the hell they have. But, right. I would, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. yeah, like I I wouldn't be surprised one bit, but I want to see us stop the run game. That'll give us a legit chance to uh, at least stay competitive in this game, in my opinion. Yeah, what do you think, Malcolm? I honestly think we are going to stop the run, to be honest. I mean, since we did acquire Snack Harrison, I look at this run defense as a top unit as far as stopping the run. I mean, and it, it's, it seems like everybody got better. They're paying the gaps better. The linebackers are, you know, they're containing the edge. It's... All around, they've been really good since they acquired Snacks. But the thing is with the Rams is they don't run the ball that much, and they pass a lot. Nah, that's where they, could, that's where they could kill us. The ball, yeah, he throws the ball up up there close to 40 times in the game. Um, Todd Gurley, he still leads the league in rushing. I don't know if our secondary is going to be able to hold off on that offense, to be honest. I... I, I I don't know. Hey, I gave you my positive that we could potentially stop the run game. I can't give you more, much more after that, though. Guys, the way we, we are. Game, the way we could win this game, we stop the run, and we control the clock with the running game. It's going to be a slow-paced game. They, that's the only way they could win. And let's say that, they go slow. They, they'll take, like, six minutes to score, right? And the, the Rams, the Rams, not Falcons, the Rams could score in, like, two minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, our only chance to win this game is to pound – this ball, and I've been saying this all since since episode one. You know, pounding the run game. When you look at how the Saints beat them, they ran the ball thirty times. I think that's 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 a weakness um, in that Rams defense is their linebacking core. Their linebacking core is not really that good at stopping the run, and their, their front, even though they have a an elite front, was you know Aaron Donald, Sue. Um, they they rush the passer really well. That that's their strength. But as far as um, stopping the run, they're not they're not that good at it. You know, teams are able to run on them. Yeah, teams are able to run on them. So ah, our best chance is to run the ball. Well, do you think our chance of winning this game is going to have to be an offensive shootout, or like how are we going to win? Oh this game? hell no! I'm just going to say, how are we going to win this game? Well, <laughs> let's say like, let's say we stop the run, right? Okay. Yeah. 
That's gonna. I think that's gonna happen. If they stop the run, like LA's can go to their passing. Do you have faith in the secondary? Like Darius Lake could probably shut someone down, right? Do we Robert have Robert Woods? I would assume. Or Cooks. Cooks, whatever. But who's the other guy? Like Mike Ford, and then what? Nevin Lawson on someone else. Oh, like, uh, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> just, these guys. I mean, they're NFL players. They could play right, but I just don't see. I think McVay's. I mean, they have also Tyler Higby and Joe. Two really good ends. Like good duos there. It's our coverage. There's no way in hell we're gonna keep up with this team playing cover one. They should just scratch that off and just say, "Look, we're not gonna run cover one." Because I, if we run cover one against this team, it is going to be a disaster. They're too fast. They got speed receivers too. Even if you play four three, you run to four three. They match them up with anybody other than Slay. We're screwed. <laughs> I think they, I mean, I don't know. probably put a uh, Slay on hooks just speed wide. They'll put Ford on Woods. So he has like the size to get with him, and they'll put a uh, Lawson on a uh, Reynolds. What happened to you guys, boys? Tease Tabor. Uh, <laughs> so, Tabor is still working progress, man. Football. Okay. Um. So your uh. So the plan to win this game is shut them out. Shut them out on offenses. Stop the run. And I don't know. I just don't see a real solution where we could win this game. I don't yeah, know. I don't, it's gonna be really hard. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't. I don't think we'll win. I mean, they could. I don't see it. I don't know. I don't know. They have a really good offensive line. Yeah, just- Carry on comes back. We run the ball three times on them. Uh, win the time of possession. Pray for a stop. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't trust our secondary versus their receiving core. This Rams or, offense is way too explosive for us. I think. I don't know. We just. I don't see a real solution where we can compete with them and you know make it a competitive game. I mean, I'm hoping so. I think we could, like you guys said, maybe potentially. Hold Todd Gurley down to a certain amount and, you know, not have him destroy us. But it's just like you said, the secondary is just playing out simple, not good enough to contain um, this Rams, you know, off receiving core. I mean, take out Darius Slay and Mike Ford's had already, you know, two games. But, I mean, they have too many weapons for Darius Slay to cover. I don't know. I mean, just think about it. They had next week to prepare for us. That's, that's, that's kind of scary to think about that. Yeah. I mean, we've had 10 days, but still. They've had a whole two weeks. I have also put in good game plans against good teams for whatever reason. I don't know the reason why. But could they put in a good game plan? I mean, they, they've had some creative game plans. I don't know. We'll see. I just I don't see it. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. You got you to gotta look at We let Chase Daniel complete 72% of his passes on us. Chase Daniels, who haven't started since 2014, yeah, come in the game and completed 72%. Of his passes on us. Jared Malcolm, Goff is going to complete in the high 80s. Malcolm, you're making me sad, man. <laughs> Think of, I'm being honest, man. Chase bring this Chase Daniels stats up on Chase us. Chase Daniels has last start, I think, week 17, 2014. Oh, that was the last time. That was the last start. And he's coming to complete 72%. That's high as hell. Yeah. I, I know Goff is going to complete in the, in the upper 80s. I wouldn't be surprised if he pulled what Philip Rivers did last week on us. I wouldn't be surprised. Let's say they get turned out to a shoot. I have faith in Stafford, but like he doesn't really have no one. He only has Galladay. I mean, we haven't seen other guys step up. We don't have yeah. the offensive callers. We don't have the weapons to do it. it. If this game gets up too high, it's going to get ugly because they don't 
they don't run the ball. They're just going to keep throwing the ball and trying to keep scoring on us. So I, I don't know. Now, guys, if you told me last year, like we had last year's roster to compete, I think we could win. Ebron, Tate, Jones. Yeah, we, we had a good offense. But you take our I, team, I'm just saying. Run the ball. We, ain't, we couldn't run the ball last year. That was, that was another thing, too. But let's say we had that squad. I mean, I think we'd have a better chance of making it actually a legit. Sh- we could, you know, maybe compete in the shootout potentially. Yeah. Right definitely. now, right now, I can't see us competing like in the Rams <laughs> game plan where they like to get in shootouts. I don't see us. I, that's like all the Rams close games this year have been in shootouts. It's never been like a defensive battle game, and I just see the same thing happening with us. I mean, it's either you you get in the level where you can get in the shootout with them, or you get destroyed by them. That's just how the Rams play. I don't know. Well- I mean, you look at the games they almost lost, which is both games against the Seahawks. And the Seahawks played them really well. They had a really good game plan. The Rams were just better. Um, but what the what the Seahawks did is they, they, they ran the hell out of them. I mean, there was one game that they almost totaled 200 rushing yards on them, um, just on the ground. So they had a good game plan going in. It's just the Rams are just too explosive. So I, 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 don't, I, don't, see, I don't see it happening. Us beating them this week—it's just—it's just gonna be too much coming at one time. Guys, their corners are actually—I mean, they're not—they're not also like playing their best football. Marcus Peters is having his worst year as a pro. He's getting beat a lot, and it keeps Talib coming off an injury. So I like target those two guys just to see like how I go at Talib, see how he's doing. He's coming off an injury. Yeah, they—they're uh, activating him off of IR, and I go at Peter Peters bites, run a double move on, him, see what he does. He bites a lot. But who yeah. do you, who's your options where you explode that matchup? So uh, Kenny Galladay, that's it. I mean, and I who else? <laughs> who's the only thing could step up? Maybe TJ Jones could. I don't know. Someone needs to step up. Someone just needs to be like, I'm stepping up today. I'm about to like, but show the NFL who I am. I'm about to step up. We need that. We don't. Need I feel any- more. Co- I feel more confident if um Carryon Johnson plays this week. I'm not sure if he's going to, but if he's able to play and he's able to produce at a high level, like like how he was before he got hurt. I would like our chances better. It probably you know, goes from percent to like three <laughs> percent. I thought it would be, you know. Oh, my bad. Oh, go ahead, man. Oh, like I said, I think I thought it'd be, you know, I thought Michael Roberts coming back last week would be a lot better for us. I thought he would be the guy that would step up because I mean, when he's plays, looked pretty good, but I mean, he just had an awful week and. I'm hoping maybe he could have a bounce back. We kind of like Legarrette Blunt did. You know, maybe he'll step up. I don't know. I mean, it's yeah, possible the linebackers are not that good. So, it's very possible. Someone needs to step up. I don't care who it is. Someone other than Gall- – I mean, Galladay and Stafford obviously needs to step up. Galladay, but those are the obvious ones. We need, like, TJ, Powell, someone, Luke Wilson, anyone really. I don't care. Even if they sign a guy off the street, he could step up. Who cares at this point? You know, you know who really stepped up? Like, they've been a good option, I guess, reliable option as far as um, if we need – you know, the third down, he kind of came in and exactly Bruce Ellington. Um, you know, he's doing his best to um, do that Golden Tate role. He's not Golden Tate, you know. Golden Tate was, you know, the Yak King. He's not Golden Tate, but he's coming in and he's been like a security blanket for Stafford. You know, he's getting catching a lot of passes. Um, he's been he's, he's stepped up for, for, for being here in a short time. We just need another explosive option. We don't have an explosive option right now. Besides, there is a guy I like. He's a free agent, Malcolm Mitchell. I, I mean, I, he, forget the Pats. I just liked him. Like before he played for the Pats, I liked him. He's fast. He's big. 
He gets hurt, but like, why not go for him? He, he played well in the Super Bowl. They probably is, he, him. is he a free agent right now? Is he a free agent now, or are you talking about for next year? Mitchell is a free agent right now. Right now? Do I have to bring him in? You have to get accustomed to, I guess, the playbook. I, I don't know. Right now, I don't. I don't know what they could do right now. Is our There's play nothing... hard to learn? I mean, <laughs> ask, we can ask Brandon Powell. Man. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. He is. He's still having trouble with our, our offensive playbook, and that's why he hasn't been seen that much. Um, that much playtime. But it shouldn't be that hard. I mean, Jim. I mean, I can. I'm at home, and I'm like, okay. They're gonna run this play, you know. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe you know it's a lot. You know, I don't know. Not wrong. Out, like they just gotta. They can't come out conservative. They come out conservative, guys. I don't care if they have Donald. They come out conservative, like how they did for Chicago. They didn't get their ass kicked. They gotta come out I mean, aggressive this game. I don't know because just like just like the Bears, they have a really good pass rush. You have Aaron Donald Sue coming at the quarterback. I don't see Stafford. Holding that ball for, you know, more than three seconds. Like I said, uh, if you if you have a like if you have a conservative game plan, you're losing against the Rams. I don't care who you are. I agree. This is yeah. a game where this is a game where you have to be aggressive. If they're not yeah. aggressive, even if Stafford, even if they throw a couple picks, if they're like because KC threw some picks, they were still with them, right? So yeah. even if they have a couple turnovers, I mean, LA also turns over the ball too. They're not they're a young team, so they're not like they get some turnovers as well. So I mean, if you do that, create some turnovers and, like, be aggressive, launch that ball, just launch it. I don't care. Just launch it down there. You never know what could happen. I've also said, uh, it was actually before the Carolina game, I've said where the Lions are not really in a situation to make the playoffs at that point, which, I mean, they won the game. It kind of kept themselves a little bit relevant. But, like I said, you know, kind of like when, you know, the team doesn't have much pressure on them, they play a lot better. They open up the playbook a little more. Like I said, last uh, year versus Green Bay, Week 17, was a meaningless game. You know, they you know got creative. They made some nice creative plays. Even versus Carolina, they were a bit creative. But, um, you know, I think now with not too much as, as much pressure, I guess, there was like last week on Thanksgiving, I think this could be a good, you know, game kind of where the Lions could open up the playbook, get a little more creative, try some new plays out. Even if you do throw some interceptions, I mean, try something out. Maybe you could bring it in, you know. Some some we want to see some success on the offense and um, what they've done has obviously not been very successful. I mean, get Kenny Gallaty more involved, get you know other receivers like T.J. Jones involved because you know one, we've seen T.J. Jones; he's been an effective receiver in this league before. Yeah, it's true. Um, you know, maybe get him more involved. I mean, Theo. I don't know. It, it's it's going to be hard. I'm not saying you know this is going to be you know, but like I want to say, I just want to see a competitive game where. They open up the playbook and, you know, just play hard fought game. I don't know. I don't expect to win. I mean, this season, I mean, the season's at the point where it doesn't really matter if they win or lose now. I mean, you want to win, obviously, all the time, but I don't know. I want to see just a, a hard fought game, win or loss. I just want to see, you know, them playing good football and open up the playbook and being creative, not conservative, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, you guys want to go to our predictions? Let's do it. Uh, Malcolm, go ahead with your prediction. For this week against the Los Angeles Rams, um, it's it's sad for me to say this. It's going to be a high-scoring game on the 
other end. I think we're going to have an answer for Jared Goff at all or that receiving core. I think it's going to get ugly early. Um, right now, I just don't have faith in the, our receiving core either besides Galladay. I can see a 42-21 Rams. Uh, mine's actually pretty similar, not going to lie. I, was, I had 40-17 to 17 Rams. I almost said Lions. No, not Lions. Rams. Uh, yeah, 40-17 to 17, um, Rams. I just, I don't know. I think it's going to get ugly early, and maybe the Lions get some meaningful drives at the end of the drive, kind of like at the end of the game, kind of like what they've been doing the last few games. But we'll see. Maybe they'll somehow. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> also winning 35-24. I think the lack of playmakers on both sides of the ball hurts us a lot. So, yeah, 35-24. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough, man. I, I don't – it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it sucks right now. But, hey, let me ask you a question, man. I mean, yeah, we have – yeah, we're 4-7. If, let's say – by a chance of a miracle, Detroit Lions were to sweep this, the rest of these the rest of these games, and they ended the season nine and seven. Would that be would that be a good enough record to get you a wild card spot? Uh, it's possible because you look at the Rams and you look at the Vikings. We're like two games or one game behind those, and then the the NFC is at the East, the one with Philly and Washington or whatever. That division is struggling. But, I mean, I, I don't even think they'll win out. I'm going to be honest. I don't think they'll win out. I mean, it's possible. Well, well, yeah, definitely. I don't think they're going to win out. But what if? What if? <laughs> I mean, if they win out, yeah, they have a shot. They, they'll need some help, but they have a shot. If they win out, they'll win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, so? I'll say well, that. To be honest, if that happens, man, that would be a scary team to play in the playoffs. Yes. You know how hot they would be if they win out? They would be, nice. be hot. They don't really have, like, like to be realistic, how could they get hot, though? They don't really have it. They're not going to win now. I don't they see that happening. I said, if they do, they win. We're in a dream right now. We're in a dream right now. We're just thinking, like, what if? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not happening. I don't, I don't see any possibility where it happens. But if yeah. it's somehow something out of their ass just comes out and they go 9-7 and make a wild card spot, they'll win Super Bowl. I'll say that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> He's like whatever. <laughs> All right, so looks like that is it. Um, I want to thank you guys for joining the Pride Podcast episode four. Again, I'm Malcolm. I am with Detroit Lions video page. Ah, uh, Lions Nation, also known as Tyler. Oh, by the way, guys, I hope you guys all had a really happy Thanksgiving. I mean, it was tough with Lions loss, but I do want to wish you guys all. I hope you guys all had a good Thanksgiving. You know, Black Friday shopping, whatever you guys did after. Um, hope you guys ate good. You know, kind of you know, ate it off the Lions loss. But that's what I, I did. did. That's I what did. I did. I drank it. <laughs> whatever. But, uh, yeah, like I said, thank you guys so much for you know, tuning into episode four. I'm Tyler. All right, guys. I'm Pierre, known as Detroit Lions fan page. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.